Yes, yes. Hallelujah. I thank God because He's the kind of God that He is. Hallelujah. Brother Paul, praise Him this morning while they come. Yes. Yeah. Now. God is good all the time. God is good. Yeah. Can't make it without it. No, sir. Go ahead. Give God a big hand clap. Ah! Uh-huh. 
Thursday morning, and uh, we got out of there about 7, 38 o'clock Friday night, and thankful that the Lord kept his hand over, <clears throat> thankful that the Lord kept his hand over us on our way to the hospital, <laughs> and uh, thankful that everything seems to be okay, and ask God to just continue to work in that situation. Everything that happens to us could be a lot worse. And uh, we're thankful that it wasn't I or face or anything that could have been a lot worse. God is merciful. And I tell you what, you never know when you're going to need God, but it's always good to be on good terms with Him. And I am thankful. I am just, I'm just thankful that I didn't have to go through of asking God for His mercy on me for not doing right not living right, not being what I should be and doing what I should be, but I was glad that I could call on the name of Jesus. And uh, I am thankful that the Lord heard and answered our prayer and has done a work for her, and she's able to be here this morning. God is good to his people. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Lord bless you for coming to church, our guests that are here. We're honored that you come to be with us this morning. And uh, it's good to see everyone that is here and uh, thankful that you come to be in the house of God with us today. And if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to John chapter 10 and verse number 10, and then we'll be reading from John chapter 20 and verse number 31. John chapter 10 and verse number 10. John chapter 20 and verse 31. We'll read these two passage of scripture here. John 10 and 10 is a very, very familiar passage of scripture, and uh, uh, it's a very important passage of scripture, and it has a lot of meaning and a lot of things that we need to uh, pay attention to and be aware of. This was one of my daddy's favorite scriptures. He always seemed to some way or another in teaching or preaching always come by John chapter 10 and 10. But the scripture says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill. And he would always put rob in there somewhere. And uh, does not say that, but I guess it could mean that. And to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The thief, this is what the thief comes to do. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what the thief comes to do. And Jesus did not leave it on a negative note, but he told us what he came to do. And he said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. John chapter 20 and verse number 31, the scripture says, but... These are written that you might believe that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. And you can be seated this morning. I want to uh, preach to you for a little while today and from this subject. There is hope, there is hope for every man. There is hope for every man. I believe that, that we are truly living and serving a God that offers hope. That he offers hope in every situation. When man seems to think there is no hope, God still gives hope. And... Uh, one person in speaking of hope and what hope is, an Arabian proverb said, he who has health has hope. And he, has, he who has hope has everything. Health is very important. And if you have health, you have hope. But there is something about hope that as long as you have hope, you can have everything. And it doesn't matter how healthy you are or how sick that you are. You just got to have some hope in God. 
Hope is faith holding out its hand in the darkness. Hope is simply faith holding out its hand in the darkness. And I, I, I believe that I believe that we should in, in all things, and I, I believe that our attitude determines a lot, you know, not totally, but a lot of what we get out of life. And uh, what we expect out of life. And someone said that life, you're going to get out of life what you put into life. And you are going to get out of marriage what you put into marriage. And uh, that's the reason why some people get a lot of fussing and fighting and carrying on because that's what they put into it. But you're going to, you're going to reap what you sow. And so if you want good things, you learn how to sow good things. And uh, a lot of people amaze me that they have, they have trouble uh, with, um, let's see, how would be the good way to put this, that they have trouble in uh, just keeping their mouth shut lots of times. And uh, so, but, but they always... It, it never ceases to amaze me how those who have trouble keeping their mouth shut and not talking about other people have difficulty when people talk about them and they just can't understand it. But you're going to reap exactly what you sow. So uh, when, you, when you learn how to sow good things, you're going to reap good things. And when you learn how... Uh, the best thing to do sometimes is just keep your mouth shut and we would all be better a lot of times if we would learn that particular thing in life that it would help us tremendously. So, so learning how to, to put in good things and uh, to, to sow good things. If, if, you are, if you're putting a, a garden in, you're not going to um, reap uh, cucumbers where you sow corn and you're not going to reap corn where you plant tomatoes and you're you know you understand that what you what you put out there is is what you're going to get in return so so lots of times if we would have a a better look at life and a better uh, outlook at at what life offers and what there is there for us, we would receive a lot greater rewards. And uh, someone said that hope is like the sun, which as we journey toward it, cast the shadow of our burdens behind us. That when we journey toward the sun, there is a shadow that is behind us. And when we start heading toward hope, it cast a shadow which are our burdens that are laid behind us. So I, I believe that, that if we, you know, if, if you get up in the morning and you are expecting bad things to happen to you, there's a pretty good uh, chance that those things are going to happen because of what you have already predetermined in your life. Because you make, no, you make no move towards something good happening. And uh, my, my daddy always said that when you dig in the garbage, you get garbage on you. And uh, when you get out of a garbage can, you smell like a garbage can. Uh, just the other day, last uh, Monday, we uh, cooked fish out at the house for all the Sunday school teachers. And uh, had a good time of fellowship and talking about uh, our plans for this year. And uh, some way or another in all the, the actions that was going on and all the things that was taking place, the garbage failed to get taken out. <laughs> and uh, I had cleaned those fish up and uh, I had cut off all the wasteful parts of them and I throwed them in the garbage can. And uh, so you can imagine uh, when I got home Thursday and started taking out the garbage. Man, it was the stinkingest thing you'd ever smelled. But what I was getting was a result of what I put in there. Right. 
And so when we start, when we start looking toward hope and what, uh, you know, what all we have to be thankful for, and we start focusing more on our blessings and more on what uh, God can do for us and how that God has blessed us, we will find that we will create a greater atmosphere for more of the blessings of God and uh, more of the joyous things that God has to offer. I was talking to my brother this morning and he told me, uh, I was talking to him about preaching. I said, well, you getting ready to preach? He said, yeah. He said, I ain't, I ain't for sure that it does a lot of good. He said, it's kind of like a politician that was running for office and he was speaking and they began to ask him questions. So they asked him the question about how did he feel about uh, spanking his children and said he looked at them and he got kind of quiet. He thought for a moment, he said, you know, he said, I'm not sure that it does a lot of good, but it sure makes me feel a lot better. So sometimes we, we, might, we might think, well, you know, thinking in a positive realm of things and, and on a brighter side of things may not do a lot of good, but it will make you feel a lot better anyway. So uh, it is important that, that we look at these things. Hope looks for the good in people. Hmm. Praise God. That's good. I believe I'll read that again. Hope looks for the good in people of instead of harping on the worst in them. Hope opens doors where despair closes them. Hope discovers what can be done instead of, instead of grumbling about what cannot be done. Hope draws its power from the, a deep trust in God and the basic goodness of mankind. Hope lights a candle instead of cursing the darkness. Hope lights a candle instead of cursing the darkness. And that's, you know, when I, I look at just us in general as the people of God and the church of God across this world, I, I look and so many times we spend our time cursing the darkness instead of lighting a candle. And talking about how dark and despair and gloom and doom everything is instead of lighting a candle where people can find a ray of hope in the darkness. And the darker the night, the brighter the light. The darker that this world gets, the greater that God is going to become in our lives. So the darker that society gets around us, the brighter light the church should be shining out abroad. And when people are in their darkest of night, the church should be shining the very brightest of all time. And showing them that there is hope for every man. That there is hope for every man. I, I was thinking about this and this come to my, my uh, train of thought. As I was thinking about hope and what hope represents today. And uh, as, as we look at hope there is no, I don't guess a better picture of what hope is than to look at America and uh, what America has represented for the years of its existence. And it has always been a place of hope, a place where people can accomplish more, a place where, where people have a greater, a greater opportunity to achieve things in life. And uh, I I, I was reading about, and I'm sure all of you know this, and it's no new thing, but the Statue of Liberty and what it represents. It says the Statue of Liberty has become a symbol of the United States and expressing a, an expression of freedom to the people all over the world. The statue shows liberty as a proud woman draped in the graceful folds of a loose robe. In her uplifted right hand, she holds a glowing torch. 
She wears a crown with seven spikes that represent uh, that 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 seven spikes that stand for the light of liberty shining on the seven seas and seven continents. With her left arm, she cradles a tablet bearing the date of the Declaration of Independence. A chain that represents tyranny lies broken at her feet. Millions of immigrants pass the Statue of Liberty as they enter the United States. From the statue, from, for them, the statue was a strong, welcoming figure holding out the promise of freedom and opportunity. There is a poem that was written that is plastered on the Statue of Liberty. And I'll read part of it. And this is what it has to say. It says, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. That's what this country has always Represented. It never ceases to amaze me how many people criticize the United States of America and how many people uh, have bad things to say about them and even how that some of our leaders, which I would say is very foolish and very stupid, goes across the world apologizing for things that we have done. There has been mistakes that have been made. But as a whole, America has always fought for everybody that has gotten in trouble, that needed help. For every storm that has come across that has wrecked different countries, who has been there with the hand held out, offering money, offering help, offering support? It has been the United States of America. In, in every situation we find that those who have criticized us has never rejected too often our money that we have supplied them with in a time of, of grief, and a time of sorrow. That America has always said, give me your hurting. Give me those who are yearning to be free. Men, that have, men and women that have served this country, that are serving this country at this present time, are abroad in different countries across this world, protecting and serving different countries, protecting their freedom, trying to keep them from harm and danger, and also in protecting them, protecting our freedom. Because this is what this country was built upon. This is what it was established upon, a place where people could come and have freedom. I, just a, a few months ago, we were, we were uh, going to Belize, and, and uh, when we left the country, I, I said, you know, is there any special thing that we have to do to, to get out of here? And they said, no, said, you can pretty much leave any time you want to. And uh, we just walked through the same gate that anybody else walked through. But when we started coming back, it was a little bit different story. There is, there is borders, we have borders that are placed and, and they are talking about building fences and building walls to protect us, not from people leaving America, but people trying to come in and doing it the wrong way. People stand on the other side. And I, I looked at those children and, and those adults that were there uh, where we were in service in a third world country. And I... I looked at them and all they had, they didn't have any hope in doing better. There was no money to be made. There was no jobs to be had. There was no way to better themselves. But there is so many that has risked their life to travel miles through the darkness and through the swamps and through uh, the desert places trying to to find freedom. And uh, I, I, we, we uh, were out in, in uh, the place in the hill country. And I was out there in a canyon one day looking around. And I found some, some, uh, a place of hiding. Where some illegal aliens were making their way. Trying to find a place of harbor in America. 
and uh, how that they traveled through those rocks and through those cactus and through those rattlesnakes and through the dangers of getting caught. And uh, they would hide things where the next one would have a road that had been laid out by someone that has previously traveled. Why? Because they were trying to find a place of hope. That there were nothing where they had left, but they were trying to find a place of hope. How many people in the world today are groping in darkness? That they don't know where to turn to. That they don't know where to go. They don't know uh, the decisions that need to be made in their life. But they are searching for a ray of hope somewhere in their life. And I am here to tell you this morning that wherever you're at in life, there is hope for every man. That God is no respecter of person, but He offers every man and every... When I say man, I am speaking of mankind. Every man, woman, boy, girl, He offers each and every one of us a ray of hope in a dark and dreary land. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I am reminded of one called Saul in the Bible. The New Testament Saul. We refer to him more often than Saul. We refer to him as the Apostle Paul. But long before that he was ever known as the Apostle Paul, his name was called Saul of Tarsus. We find that this was an evil, evil man. He had an evil, evil history. And uh, he thought that he was doing the right thing. We find in Acts chapter 7, where it first begins to mention Saul. And talk about him, that, that this was a time where Stephen was preaching the gospel. And there some gathered together there begin to be offended at what Stephen was preaching. And they cried out with a loud voice. And they began to gnash on him with their teeth. The rulers there were very upset when they heard what Stephen was preaching. And all he was doing was telling them about a ray of hope that had come to shine in their life. We find that the leaders there began to throw their coats down at the feet of one called Saul. And they began to stone Stephen as they gnashed upon him with their teeth. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God saying the Lord Jesus and Stephen was calling upon God saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. These men thought that they were doing the right thing when they were doing the wrong thing. So we find that Saul took from that moment on and he went traveling across the known country at that time. And he was seeking out those who were followers of Christ and he was bringing them to judgment. And Saul was consenting unto the, his death. And at this time there were great persecutions against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And Saul, as for Saul, the scripture said in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 3, and as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committing them to prison. Everyone that called upon the name of the Lord, everyone that believed in Jesus Christ, everyone that loved Jesus, Saul was persecuting them and brought havoc against the church. This was an evil man. This was a man that had an evil spirit. This was a wicked, wicked man. If we looked at him today, he would, he would be one as we would classify 
as an evil person that was committed to death row, that had committed evil acts against innocent people. We would, we would no doubt classify him as being in the same class as Ted Bundy, as Jeffrey Dahmer's. We would put him in the class of evil and ungodly people. And the list goes on and on and on. Amen. We would put him in the class of the same as the two young men that walked into the school at Columbine and began to shoot innocent school students there that day. This was the type of man that Saul was. He was an evil man. And he was not doing it just against everybody, but he was doing it against people like you and I this morning. People that love God. People that serve God. People that believe that Jesus is the Christ. That believe that Jesus is the mighty God. That believe that Jesus is the everlasting one. This is the people that Saul was persecuting. But there is hope for every man. There is hope for every man. One day Saul was on his way to destroy more Christians. He had the paper in his hand signed by the higher authority. And he was on his way to persecute more Christians. And while he was on his way, there came a bright light from heaven. And it began to shine a ray of hope into his life. And something began to happen. And Saul was blinded by the light. And then a great voice from heaven began to call out and it says, Saul... Saul, why persecutest thou me? And this was God speaking to an evil man. But God giving a ray of hope to someone who there seemed to be no hope. Someone that we would curl our nose up at. Someone that we would look over our shoulder at and say, God is not wanting them. They are too evil. But there is hope. For every man. Amen. So here we find that he is laying upon his back. And the voice of the Lord cries out, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? And then the Saul cried out and he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. So we find that Jesus told him where to go. And he said, go to a street called Straight. And there will be a man that's going to tell you what you need to do. So Paul had someone to lead him to a street called Straight. But on the other side of town, God was speaking to one of his children Called Ananias. The Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarshish. Now it is amazing to me. I, I never really realized this until this morning and I was going over this scripture. But he sent Saul of Tarshish to a house of a man called Judas. Now Saul was an evil man. And then he was in the house of a man that had a name the same as the one that betrayed Jesus Christ. Man, that just sounds evil all the way around. Here we have someone that is in the house of Judas. Whose name is called Saul of Tarshish. Who was persecuting the church. And then Jesus speaks to Ananias and he said, I want you to go pray for this man called Saul in the house of Judas on a street called Straight. 
Praise God. He was in a bad place of a bad name. But he was on the right street. And that is a street called straight. And the scripture said that he, behold, the Lord spoke to Ananias and he said, behold, he prayeth. And I have, and have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So Ananias looks all, I can imagine that his mind is whirling around. Now, you ever had, you felt like God impressed you to do something and then it was something a little out of the ordinary and you say, now I need to be sure this is God. I need, I need to fleece the Lord here. And I'm sure Ananias had in his mind now, now we need to fleece the Lord about two or three weeks here to make sure this man is really praying. What's going to happen if I leave here and I go over there to pray for this man and it's a trap that he's going to kill me because I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Now God, do you know what you're talking about here? God, do you understand just how bad Saul is? And I can imagine Ananias talking to God and saying, now listen here, Jesus, I, I know you know all things, but let me bring something to your remembrance here. Remember Stephen? He's up there with you somewhere right now. The main reason he's up there is because of this man called Saul. Don't you understand how evil this man is? How wicked this man is. Look at the people that he's killed. Look at the ones who are thrown into prison. But Jesus said, Ananias, he is a chosen vessel unto me. I don't see what he is. I already know that. But I am looking to what he shall be in the future. Amen. I want to tell you today that no matter where you are in life, there is hope. For every man. No matter what situation that you are facing today. There is hope for every man. Amen. It doesn't make any difference where you have been. Or what you have been. But what makes a difference is what you are going to be in God. I've come to tell somebody today. That in your situation there is hope. There is strength. Because God gives hope to every man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I'm sure the Bible does not re uh, record all of the discussion that was going on. But I'm sure after some time of praying and making sure, now God, you know, you know if this is you speaking to me, you know, make it clear and make it loud and make it plain. God, because I need to hear your word for sure. And so after God speaking to Ananias, Ananias goes and he prays for Saul. In Acts chapter 9 and verse number 15 and 16, this is what God had to say. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Amen. When we didn't see a plan, when we didn't see how it could be done, amen, how can a God take somebody that is rotten, that is dirty, that is low down, amen, some of you in this house this morning are prime examples of what God can take and make something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is hope for you today, sir. There is hope for you today, ma'am. Amen. There is hope for you today, backslider. Wherever you're at in life, there is hope. Amen. Whatever mistake that you have made in life, there is still hope. God is still here to help you. God is still here to strengthen you. God is still here to lift you up by His grace because there is hope for every man. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So a man that was a persecutor of the church. Some of you might have verbally persecuted the church. Or persecuted a brother or a sister. But I am here to tell you that there is hope for you. There is hope for you because our Lord is always shining a ray of hope in the darkest night, in the darkest point of Saul's life. God shined a light from heaven and he said, there's hope for you, Saul. You don't have to stay on this road, but what you need to do is get on a road called straight. Amen. I'm here to tell somebody today, it's time to change your direction. It's time to change your road. Get off of the road that you're traveling and get on the road called straight because God has come to this house this morning to shine you a ray of hope because there is hope for every man amen amen hallelujah hallelujah Saul had a name change. And he changed it from Saul, or God changed it from Saul to the Apostle Paul, who wrote the majority of the letters to the churches in the New Testament, who gave us things to live by and things that would guide our life and things that would direct us from this place to glory. A man that once persecuted the church. And you say there's no hope for you? The thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. I come to tell you this morning. You don't have to leave the way that you came. In Jesus name. Amen. You can make up in your mind. Devil. You've had me long enough. Devil. You've bound me long enough. I come for victory. Because there's hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. There is hope for every man. There was a lame man that laid by the gate called Beautiful. And he laid there every day. The scripture said in Acts chapter 3 and verse number 2. And a certain man lay from lame from his mother's womb was carried daily. Whom they laid at the gate of the temple which is called Beautiful. To ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Here we find this man that was lame from his mother's womb. He was, he was crippled. He was messed up. He had deformities in his body. He was not right. He was not normal. He grew up not being like the other children on the playground. He grew up not being able to run and jump and play. He grew up not being able to swing from the monkey bars and swing off of the swings and and play with the little toys that everybody else played. He grew up not being able to go to the swimming hole and swim with everybody else. He was different all his life. He had problems. He had what we would say he had issues. There were situations that he, he, just, he just was not normal. So every day he was laid at the gate called beautiful. Now in this time, people looked down upon those who had informities. The blind, the lame, the lepers were known as beggars. This is what they were. They did not have social security. They did not have insurance policies. They did not have free medical. They did not have all the things that they needed. They were called beggars. They sat on the street corner. They sat in the highly 
populated and traveled areas every day with the little cup saying, I need a little bit of money to make it. Could you please give me something to eat? Could you please help me? And those who were righteous, and those who were holy, and those who rode in the nice chariots, those who had the nice clothes, kind of seemed to shun those who sat there saying, please, sir, can you help me just a little bit? They were dirty. They did not have the things that they needed to keep themselves clean. They sit in the dirt every day. Amen. If you go to some of these countries and you you look at these things, Brother Duplessis was telling me about India and how that this young person or this person was on this little scooter and had no hands and had no feet, but he was pushing himself across the road trying to find somebody that would give them something where they would have a little bit to eat and everybody just tried to get out of the way. Oh, and the lepers had to go around crying, unclean, 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 stay away from me. You don't want to touch me, but I want to tell you today that there is hope for every man. Amen. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter how the devil has crippled you and how everybody looks at you like, like you don't deserve to be in the house of God today. There is hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lame. Everybody walked on the other side of the street. Now just be honest just for a moment. Have anybody ever come up to you and wanted to shake your hand and you... Yeah. Lord have mercy. I don't want to touch any of my clothes. Let me get to the restroom. All right. Don't look at me like you ain't ever done that. <laughs> you know you have. You're guilty just like I'm guilty. And we go off, run by the hospital. That little stuff squirt in your hand. I feel better now. Woo, did you? Man, did you smell? Lord, how mercy. And they come into the church. We give them their whole pew. When they leave, we get the lice off. But there's hope. The scripture said, such were some of you. My Lord, where would I be today if there was no hope? Where would I be today if it was not for the mercy of God? If the first time I made a mistake, somebody kicked me out of the house of God and said, God don't love you. I'm here to tell you, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God wants to help you today. Oh, there's hope in the house today. There's hope in the house today. Lame. I'm crippled. Don't you see me? Don't you see my spirit? Don't you know that I'm a failure? Don't you know that I'm a mistake? Don't you know I never should have been born? But God says there's hope for every man. Hallelujah. 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 I know I'm going a little lengthy this morning, but I'm not through yet. So y'all just bear with me just a little while. Here they are. And here comes Peter. And they come walking by. It wasn't the first time they ever seen this man. I don't believe that for one moment. It was not the first time they ever seen this man that was laid there every day. Now, if it was, now, they wasn't going to the temple to pray every day. So I believe there was prayerful men. And so they're going by the temple, but all of a sudden, he shakes out that, hey, can you help me? 
can you can you help me can somebody can somebody give me help can somebody i'm hungry i'm hungry and peter stops and he looks at a man that is crippled and he looks at a man that is deformed And he looks at a man that can't walk that may be sitting on his little scooter there and saying, could you help me just a moment, please? Could you, could you just give me something where I can go, where I can go get me just a little bite to eat? Can you, can you help me? And Peter stops and he says, silver and gold have I none. And he's just as happy. I'm just as broke. I'm so broke that one time I had to go fishing to catch a fish with money in its mouth where I could pay my taxes. I'm going to have to go fishing. I'm just as broke and I don't have anything. Silver and gold have I none. And I can imagine the guy turning around. That's not the first time I've heard that story today. Don't nobody have any money, but boy, they're sure eating good. They're sure doing good. They're sure you drove up here in a nice chariot, had a pretty horse out there. Everything's looking good, but you don't have any money. But Peter said, but such as I have. But such as I have. Let me tell you a little bit about what I have. But such as I have. Peter said, I I got something far better than a little silver or gold up on the inside of me. I got got something that will change your life like it's never been changed before. I've got something that will make you a different person than what you are right now. I've got something that will make you have a smile on your face. I've got something that will get you up off of the ground and back on your feet again. Silver and gold have I none but such as I have. And I can imagine the Apostle Peter reaching out his hand saying there's hope for you my brother. There is hope for you my brother. There is hope for you today. Your life is just about to change. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody come get ready to sing. I'm just about ready to close. Somebody said praise. No, don't say praise the Lord. But I'm about ready to close in the next 30, 45 minutes. Something like that. But, but here we are. Peter reaching out his hand and saying such as I have give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by his right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Man, I'm sure he was thinking this is far better than any silver or gold that I've ever, come on somebody, that I've ever come across. This is far better than anything that I've ever had before. This is far better than anything that's ever happened to me before. Amen. And he stood to his feet and he began to leap for joy and magnify God running and leaping into the temple of God saying there there is hope. Amen. I come to tell somebody this morning in your broken situation, there is hope in your miserable life. There is hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I feel like somebody ought to just praise Him for that hope that He's brought into your life right now. Why don't you give Him some glory in the house today? Hallelujah! 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 I'm sure, I'm sure that there was thoughts going on in his mind. You can't, you can't do this. You can't walk. What? I'm sure maybe he even thought that he was having a dream. My Lord, somebody, whatever you do, don't pinch me and wake me up. Lord, this is the best dream I ever had. 
The next day he was still dreaming. The next day he was still dreaming. The next day he was still dreaming. Why? Because there is hope for every man. Some of you in your life this morning, you are sick in your body. But I'm telling you, there is hope for every man. When the doctor says there is no way, God still says there is a way. Some of you this morning are sick in your job. And the devil says, I'm causing chaos. I'm going to take your job. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. But I'm telling you, God says there's hope for every man. When the man says it can't be done, God says it's able to be done. There's some of you this morning that's sick in your marriage. The devil said, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy your marriage. Throw in the towel. There's still hope for every man. There's hope for every man. There's hope for every man. There's hope for every man. Some of you are sick in your family. You're crippled up. The devil is warring against you. He's warring against your children. The devil's telling you what he's going to do to your family. How they're going to be lost. How they're going to hell. How he's going to destroy them with drugs. But there is hope. The devil is a liar. Somebody needs to reach out and grasp hold of hope today. And say, I found that hope. I found that hope. I found that strength in God. Some of you are sick in your spirit this morning. Because of failures. Because of mistakes. Because of shortcomings. And the devil's saying, you might as well quit. There's no hope for you. You will never have the anointing of God upon your life again. You've failed. You've made a mistake. You've lived an ungodly life. Jesus says, give me your hurting. Give me your poor. Give me your weak. I tell you what, why don't, why don't, you, just, why don't you just give me all those that don't nobody else want. And we're going to take them down like Gideon done and take them down to the water. And everybody that looks a little strange, God says, hey, hey, that's the ones I want. Why? Because I know that I can make something out of them. God wants to change your life today. God wants to make a way where the devil says there is no way. God wants to put His Spirit back in your life again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope for every man. As everybody, if you just close your eyes, talk to the Lord just a moment right now. God's trying to talk to someone's soul. Backslider, God's trying to get a hold of you right now. Ma'am, sir, young person, God's trying to talk to you. You that are struggling in your life, whatever, whatever place in your life that you're struggling. God's trying to help you. He's saying there's hope. There's hope at this altar today. You can keep doing it your own way. And you can keep going down the road that you're on, Saul. But it's time for you to get off of that road and get on a road called straight. And when you get on the road called straight, that's where you're going to find help. And that's where you're going to find hope. The devil will have you in a dark room somewhere telling you, why don't you just end your life? But in that darkness, God is shining a ray of light this morning. And He's saying, there's hope for you. There's hope for you. Why don't you come today? Why don't you come today? If you feel like that God has talked to you in this service, why don't you come right now? Why don't you come right now? 
Why don't you come right now? Hallelujah. All my confusion, Jesus All ye that hope in the Lord, for in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou will hear, O Lord, my God. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein ye we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God why don't you allow God to do something for you this morning why don't you allow God to help you this morning why don't you allow God to move in your life today let God do something beautiful for you right now You're going to find help at the altar. If you're facing problems in life, you're going to find help at the altar. There is hope for every man. There is hope for every man. The thief cometh to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. As the 